Yeah, I haven't had headphones on yet, but we're recording now. We are. We are. Oh my god. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to do to my podcast, I guess. <laughs> Hello, my name is Garrett Hernandez. Welcome to the Heath 2 Podcast. Today, I have my friend and roommate, the great and powerful, Leanne Gill. Great and powerful. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get Leanne for quite a while. It's my fault. No. That's <laughs> my own fault. This is normally a show about sailors and interviewing, and Leanne counts because she has gone sailing how many times, Leanne? One time. Oh. <laughs> One time. Officially a hardened mariner. Sweet. Um, yeah, eventually I want the podcast to be about like people I meet and mm-hmm. like not all oh, okay. sailor people, but you're a very interesting person. So Thank you. <laughs> it would be great to have. Leanne, we can, do you want to tell the audience what you do or should I? You go for it, and okay. I will chime in if there's any forgotten information. Yeah, if I get it wrong, you can tell. So okay. Leanne takes nude photography of people, mm-hmm. nude photographs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. professionally. It's a professional nude taker. It's professional, yeah. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. I, uh, I don't even know how to phrase it most of the time. I kind of just say, like, empowering photography that could be like boudoir or nude um, but generally has more of like an incorporation of nature and a little bit of classiness but I also do kink and weddings and everything in between those so (laughs) yeah those are both very opposite yeah quite the range you got there I try to be diverse in that (laughs) just throw people off completely so one of the things I wanted to ask you about it is mm-hmm. how you got in to doing that. So uh, I took photos just kind of for fun as a child, um, maybe around like 13, 14. I got one of those like little Kodak, little Kodak ones. The disposable ones? Yeah, the, like the kids had and um, used that for a while. But I wasn't taking photos of anyone. I was just taking photos of, you know, my backyard and my cats and... You know, when my grandpa took me to Yosemite, I think that was, like, when I got to utilize it the most. And then I, like, stopped doing that for a while and I painted. But then I went to college for women and gender studies. And um, I was on the internet just browsing Tumblr before Tumblr decided to be a piece of shit and take porn off of it. (laughs) And so back in the day, so, like, 2017, um, I, you know, was just scrolling and had do you a, hear that that's the motorcycle oh <laughs> or whatever fucking loud car that is <laughs> oh i didn't notice with our yeah our yeah i noticed it and i was like oh don't fixate on that <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i'll explain we're we're in a feud with our neighbor who has a mm-hmm. modded wrx that he Indeed. claims it's not his fault it's so loud well i do think it's your fault you decided to straight pipe your car so yeah our the owner of this house aquila white is determined to get vengeance on him unless this is used in a court of law, then we're speaking hypothetically about something that happened in Minecraft. <laughs> and they, they have a Minecraft feud with each other over That's a Minecraft true. Subaru. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. But I cut you off. You no, were no, saying you um, did. So yeah, scrolling the internet, just realizing a pattern of um, body types and um, just mainly like lighter skinned people that are, are more often than not tr- portrayed as like the depiction of beauty um, in westernized beauty, but also kind of just generally. Um, 
And while I was taking my classes, I just couldn't help but be annoyed. You were in the gender studies classes? Yeah. Couldn't help but be annoyed that like that while we were having these discussions in class, I was seeing that happen, you know, in real time on the internet. Um, and I just kept getting really frustrated because there was a lot of people that I really, I think, idealized as photographers. Um, and they were perpetrating the same, you know, thing over and over, even if they claimed to be like different. Um, and so I wanted to start doing something that would actually have accurate representation of people, regardless of like body weight, age, gender, sexuality, um, et cetera, you know, all, all the things. I just wanted to make sure people felt seen and included. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the time, I just think many uh, groups like minorities or people of color, um, people with disabilities are left out of those um, spaces where they are either like used in a way to make the brand look better and it's not authentic or they're just completely not not a part of it. So um, I wanted to make sure that that was something that I could incorporate like into my photography and make sure people still felt like, you know, I am here, I'm existing, and like I am perfect as I am. And so I wanted that was originally how it how I started it all off. Mm -hmm. And I was using my friend's camera, and that camera was like a beginner camera. So and you know. First off, like the older photos I have are just kind of, you know, you can just see that they're like beginner photos, but I was still really happy that I was getting shoots and that meant a lot to me at the time. And I felt like I was doing what, you know, what I envisioned myself to do after I graduated and um, eventually got a camera and, you know, a lens I liked and I still have that camera to this day, um, but because of Instagram shadow banning me, <laughs> because the internet just can't handle fucking any anything that is not vanilla, um, and even if it's vanilla, it might even be too much for the internet. Uh, they can't handle that. So I thought shadow bands weren't real. They're real. Oh, absolutely. Like you have to, in order to find me on Instagram, you have to type in my full handle, mm -hmm. and it might take a second for my page to actually load. And we could have you know hundreds of people following each other in common, but you won't. I won't pop up unless you type in my whole name. Um, or if you like actually subscribe to like my notifications, yeah. but other than that, I have you know I have like a, a certain number of followers, and only like sixty people end up liking photos because shadow shadow banning sucks. <laughs> so, oh no! Yeah. What'd you do to make Mark so angry? I don't know. All of a sudden, like, they changed the algorithm one year, and it was just like it significantly dropped. Like, I remember. It was before I moved to Portland and I, you know, I would post a photo and it got a lot of views, like mm -hmm. over 800, which for me is a lot. So, you know, as especially as someone that was new, I was like, this is great. Mm -hmm. um, now I have way more followers, but way less uh, like interactions. Um, mm -hmm. And it's because I'm shadow banned. Um, and I don't know when exactly that happened, but it really fucking sucks as an artist. And I know that other artists out there can relate to that, especially people that are trying to promote like more open-minded ideas like that, you know, and being more inclusive, you know, it's just, it's just not fun. <laughs>
Gotcha. Yeah, I have heard the same thing from several artists. For what for what it's worth, you show up in my feed a whole bunch, but oh, I, I only you. follow like a hundred people. Well, it's, that's there you go. It's an exclusive <laughs> exclusive club. I actually I should say Leanne is my very first Instagram follower ever. <laughs> so I'm thankful she's Yay, here. roommate. <laughs> roommate follow. Yep, I got my roommate follow and um, definitely one of the first podcast subscribers too. Right now I have 15 mm -hmm. of them. And so for That's the other 14 people who aren't Leanne, I live for you. Great. <laughs> is... yeah, I'm sure they're honored. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, I even wrote how you got Instaband. So, mm -hmm. What do you enjoy most about, well first, actually, mm -hmm. I wanted to say, I think that's really cool that you tried to do like your own business. It's oh, hard to you. be an entrepreneur like that. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to And we're back from that break because I didn't know my, my Zoom recorder needed extra batteries because I am a hack and a fraud. But Leanne, being the, the supreme roommate that she is, already <laughs> had extra batteries ready to go. It was coincident. Drawer. I don't even know why I got those. They were for something. Well, now I owe Leanne batteries. So no, 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 it was, no, it's fine. Leanne. <laughs> um, I don't, I've only been doing this about a month, but you mm -hmm. are the first recipient for the podcast interviewee of the month award. Oh, for <laughs> great. Wow, thank you. I should, should hang up a plaque. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's very prestigious. You were the first one. Thank you. Wow. So um, we were talking about entrepreneurship, though, which I imagine mm -hmm. you're good at since you think about things and buy batteries ahead of time. I mean, kind of. I wouldn't say I'm like great at it. Like, I don't even have a my website right now is just been down and I haven't had the energy or the time to rebuild it. So I don't even have a website right now. But like, hopefully that will be a thing in the next month or two. I hope. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that is. That is one of the goals. But along with that, um, yeah, there's just a lot to think about with like legal stuff and making sure that, you know, if people want their identity protected, um, you know, there's a lot to just think about with making sure people don't, you know, if they don't want certain photos posted, you have to have like a conversation about that and there's like a contract. And um, I, in those instances, I usually have like a fee, like it's a privacy fee. Mm -hmm. So, um, cause I'm not allowed to use it in my portfolio. So I just like, yeah, I'm not going to post these. There is a fee to that just because I can't en end up using them on a website. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's stuff like that where it just gets like, it's stuff that you wouldn't think about necessarily, but it ends up just kind of becoming, you know, something you have to. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it. Mm -hmm. Now that I am thinking about it, um, do are there ever like negotiations like, hey, uh, you can use these pictures that are more like waist up and not these other ones. Mm -hmm. Do people yeah. uh, like say that sometimes? I usually, I'll be like, is it okay if I take a photo of you and like your face is not in it whatsoever? Um, and then there's ones where I'm like, okay, if it's like a close up, can I do a close up? And then either they'll say yes or no. And depending on that, like I can, you know, use some of the work, but, um, that hasn't happened in a while, but usually it's like people in, you know, government jobs or school districts or, you know, stuff like that where mm. they wouldn't want a parent or whatever, whoever <laughs> to find. And I like, I get that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if I was a teacher, I don't think I'd want that necessarily either, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. And also just when I am doing nude photos, just the reality of it being like, depending on the day, if whether it's Saturday 
like towards sunset or a different day, you're going to have to deal with people showing up and interrupting while people are naked and you're like, okay, you know, depending on the client, they either don't give a shit or they're like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you know, and I totally get it. I'm like, you know, for someone that that's a new experience for them, that could be very, it could be a lot. Um, yeah. But other people just tend to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> so. Well, I didn't even think that you might do this in public. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of, a lot of it's outside and um, I've taken photos in state parks and national <laughs> parks. And you just have to be careful. You have parks. to be careful. Yeah, the parks that exist in, in this world. In Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, it's, quite, it's quite fun. Um, there is some things definitely to think over, but um, I overall really enjoy it, and it brings me a lot of happiness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, uh, you mentioned close-ups. You took a particularly beautiful one that I remember where mm -hmm. it was like the mother holding her baby, you know, in yes. the grass. Yeah. That was a close-up. I love that one. That was amazing. That was That's really, my really old manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, that's rad. So do you think you would have gotten into the same line of photography if you didn't do your gender studies courses in college? Like, I kind of want to say yes. Um, I know that's kind of where I felt most empowered to start it. Mm -hmm. But I think if I think back to just how I was raised and um, with, you know, the ideas that women's bodies are to be like preserved and um, you, like nudity is something that, you know, is very much, I'm, I'm like lacking the word for this, but just something to be ashamed of and there was a lot of I was taught a lot of shame around sex and just anything in that whole realm um I think I just as a kid and like as like someone that matured I didn't really understand what was wrong with it because I was like the the, the baby that always wanted to like run around naked in the house so mm -hmm. like just naturally as a kid I was like what are clothes <laughs> so I just I feel like that was always kind of ingrained into me. And my mom totally was on board. Like, oh yeah, it's fine if Leanne runs around naked in the house, that's great. And then, you know, there were other people that disagreed. Um, and then, you know, as I went to Catholic school and then had that whole, oops, like, just like nightmare of an experience, um, I think I still, even though, I, I mean, I would, <laughs> But if Francesca, my friend, was here, <laughs> we just talked about this the other day. We would sit in church and we would just be thinking about fucking people. <laughs> just, in the church. I mean, like your brain yeah. kind of just spaces out and, you you know, it does what it wants. And especially as someone who has ADHD, like the most fascinating thing to me was like making out with boys and like thinking about like, you know, being cute with them. And I just, my attention span, it was always geared around like, intimacy, nudity, sexuality, like all of that was like on my mind a lot. And because I think from an outside world, it was, they were trying so hard to repress that in our minds that my mind fixated on it. And, um, you know, I think that kind of like leads to what I do now where like I want someday to be like assisting in porn direction and like, you know, getting to that spot where that is like also something I can um, do as like a creative outlet. And mm -hmm. I think 
like that not that I saw myself doing that but it doesn't surprise me based on like my like my experiences like as a young adult just thinking about all of that all mm. the time I think it doesn't surprise me that like that's this is kind of where I ended up and this is what I'm doing it was just gonna happen <laughs> I think you have an interesting point when you when you talk about like fixation brings um, or repression brings about fixation because mm -hmm. there's that like old-school um, psychiatry experiment where they're like oh don't think of a, of a white bear yeah and then you like they never would have thought about a white bear if yeah, you didn't if you didn't tell them mm -hmm. not to think about it mm -hmm. you know and this is actually a common thing people who have issues with intrusive thoughts like the fact that you label them as intrusive or not okay like gives them more powerful more repetition more fixation absolutely you know? yeah I still to this day think it's funny that I've overheard people say like oh I'm gonna send my kid to like you know, a private religious school or, you know, this or that. And then I just think to myself, and you want them to turn out like me? <laughs> you know? I think you're I'm, doing fine, Leanne. And I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even saying, like, there's anything wrong with me. I think these these people just get it in their heads that, like, if you send your kid to these types of schools and try and ingrain this thing in their mind, that, like, they're going to turn out how you want. But, like, in my experience, and almost, like, any classmate that attended private school with me, I'd say... 90% of my graduating class is like completely the opposite now and I think just yeah like with the idea of repressing an idea or making it like taboo it makes people want to explore that more because they're like well what's wrong about it um, and so I think that kind of became something I wanted to use like creatively it was like well I've been told that like being like this like a woman who is naked is not like it is sinful therefore like I was like I want to I want to make that just like I just want to put it everywhere <laughs> I just want to make it a thing uh, so that that's how that makes sense to me at least mm -hmm. yeah so you started going to Catholic school mm -hmm. and I imagine you definitely didn't go to Catholic school in high school though that was like no, a elementary school I was spared thing. yeah or a <laughs> Yeah, it was nine years. It was nine years. Uh, and it was, I mean, like, I'm thankful. I think I can't say that I, I'm regretful that I went because I made a lot of good friends and I learned a lot. And um, there's a lot of experiences I think contribute to who I am today um, and completely pushed me in the opposite direction, actually. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't regret going. I just have a lot of, like, Catholic trauma. <laughs> so... So why didn't they send you to Catholic high school, too? My parents, the private school that was the closest, uh, they couldn't um, afford to take or, like, enroll me in. Crondelet? Crondelet and De La Salle. Um, which, to this day, I'm very thankful that uh, we, I didn't attend because I think sophomore year of high school was when a lot of my, a lot of things, like, hit for me where I was like, oh, this is, completely challenging the way that I was raised um, and there's a lot of people I met where I just I was like what's the word um, delayed in finding out a lot of information that everyone already knew <laughs> just very sheltered mm -hmm. uh, so like sophomore year I just was like oh all these things exist and I had no idea and then I just felt really naive and stupid because um, I was like okay I've just been closed off from what feels like a very large chunk of reality and uh, 
from that point on, I think I just started to change my perspective a lot on life and like my morals and what I felt was okay and not. And I just shifted completely as a person the maybe like 2010 or 11. Mm. And from that point on, just like went the opposite direction, but it didn't really like, I didn't really grasp or embrace feminism like deeply until I did take my women and gender studies um, course because there was a lot more you learn and I didn't really know or have access to those things like I wasn't aware that they existed um, so I think that was like when a bigger shift happened was when I was in college what sort of things do you mean like just well, okay, so part of it, part of it I will say is because I was like an unmedicated child having ADHD. So um, I didn't really have a great way of like keeping everything I was attempting to learning just like stored in my brain. It would just be one ear out the other, especially if it didn't interest me. So um, a lot of it was like not remembering things accurately or not being engaged enough because I wasn't medicated and I just forgot it or um, it just wasn't being taught because I was in Catholic school and then in public school the curriculum is like just kind of like depending on which public school it can be a lot more in depth or a lot less in depth and I think it, especially while not being medicated I think it just didn't I, nothing was really grasping me um, except for art <laughs> art and choir and um, so I, you know, I think once I was in college and I was learning more about these things, um, especially from professors that had like that passion for teaching it, I was a lot more interested because I think because the teacher was passionate and like made it easy to learn, I was able to grasp it better. I still wasn't medicated, <laughs> but, um, but I was learning a lot about just stuff that I had never been taught. Um, because it's not really part of the, like, that's why women and gender studies and, like, sociology are their own majors, because, unfortunately, they're not really taught, um, in my opinion, it, or at least, like, in my experience, you know, just as, like, a high school class or mm -hmm. college course, um, like, you might take psych, but that can be, it's, like, a little off to the side, it's not right on point so no in psyche do a lot of like pavlog dogs and stuff like that less like sociology i would say i don't even really know what that term means but <laughs> pavlov's dogs no oh that's like he um it was this dude who rang the bell like every time he fed his dogs and then, oh okay yeah Okay. Like like those kind of psychology. It's not like sociology about how humans interact. It's more like, oh, did, did you know we can make people really like bells by feeding them? Okay, okay. I see. Yeah. Okay, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought is what you were getting at. Um, but you you definitely think feel that sociology and, of course, women and gender studies are very different from your maybe AP psych class you might get in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. I mean, the topics just... It depends on the teacher, you know? Like, if the teacher chooses not to involve it, you know, no one's gonna know about it, really. Um, unless, I feel like social media now has made it way more accessible. Like, when I was in high school and college, stuff that seems like it circulates the internet now um, was not 
as present in just like on the internet, in my opinion. And I don't know if that was like an algorithm thing or whatever, but. No, I don't think we even had Instagram in high school. I think Facebook was still the thing, or I could be it's wrong. Like, it, I got one in 2013, and I remember it was like late to it. <laughs> People were like, oh, you don't have one yet? So. <laughs> yeah, 13 was when I graduated, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got one last month. Mm -hmm. You did. Big fan. You are new. <laughs> I, like, I like the reels. That's the best part. It's the addiction part. I have to like get away from those. I'm like, no, please don't. Like. No, it's way too easy to spend too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So what um, genders, women and gender studies is unfortunately a major that has specifically come under like a lot of fire, especially from like right wing communities. Absolutely does. So like maybe in a quick way, what do you think the value of having those majors being taught in our schools is? Um, I, there's so much to that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of value to it. I honestly just wish it was normal for that to be incorporated into just general ed. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things in general ed that we should be incorporating that we don't. I'm getting distracted because the mailman's coming to the door. Oh, I missed him. Um, <laughs> you can go away. Oh, He's no, it's a cool Wait. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... I think just with the, I'm trying to even remember like what they teach you in general ed. I hate having an issue sometimes. Um, so <laughs> I think people like most of the time have a very um, small scope of what like feminism is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it almost feels like, sorry. Um, it's okay. The, you can hear Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> this is our coolest, uh, our, our roommate and landlord's dog has just gotten back from a good walk. <laughs> She's enjoying a nice bowl of water. <laughs> Does this background noise? <laughs> it's okay, it's good background noise. No, it is, it's, <laughs> it's a nice water bowl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I also feel like Calif certain parts of California feel like a bubble as well as Portland. Um, and so I'm trying to think of this in a way that doesn't really, like that is outside of that. Um, because depending on school district and state, um, you're com you could be completely missing out on like important chunks of history or factual information. Um, I mean, for me, there were things that I either learned or did not learn in Catholic school that were true and not true. So it just depends. Um, mm -hmm. But I think women and gender studies should always be taught just because the, the experience of like identifying as a woman is very just vastly different than I think people you could even fathom that are you know that do not identify as women and with gender or sexuality it's just more complex but also not even like it's really simple but when you go to explain it it sounds complex but it's actually not that hard like if that was just taught off the bat it wouldn't be difficult for people to comprehend mm -hmm. um, and so when you're learning about it, it's it's a it's a um, 
it's a deep topic. It it does bring up a lot of emotions, um, and I think it, you know, it's one of those. I feel like if they were to teach it, they'd have to be like, okay, like we're going to talk about some like dark things today, um, just regarding history and like, you know, statistics, um, and all of that, and just the reality that we live in that people like to ignore or hide. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot to it, and I'm doing a really shitty job of explaining it, but um, yeah, I I wish it was incorporated more, um, and I always just recommend people watching documentaries, if anything, because like if they don't have access to taking those classes, um, there's always films on it, or books, or audiobooks, or podcasts, all those things. Um, I just mm. think it's really important to educate, you know, to educate people on it. So, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I was going to ask is, um, I guess it might be easier. Like, is there a specific thing that you learned that you think uh, has particularly helped you, or you found like important to you in your studies? There's too many. <laughs> um, um, in my studies, I guess. The thing is, like, all of it relates to current day. So, like, anything happening now is important. Like, I feel grateful that I was educated on. Um, just watching people make very ridiculous and, like, out there accusations about trans people or drag queens or just that whole, that whole problem currently that we're facing. Um, I'm glad I was educated on that and that there's just so much that goes into that like I it would take me two hours to explain <laughs> that's okay we got time yeah no it's okay um well that was the thing I wanted to talk about the religious and gender studies thing mm -hmm. um so I guess more about let me see if I have a good one about how we so you you said some of the reasons why you like Sorry, we were just playing around with the mics and maybe figuring out what the heck is wrong with my Zoom recorder because it's burning through batteries. Um, it might be the batteries, but this is definitely a fresh set. I had to open the package, so mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Which is good because it let me think of time to ask. Um, oh man, I totally forgot. Oh, it's okay. So pornography uh, divided among the feminist community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's all over the place about it. Um, also, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I recently watched that Pornhub document. Well, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched half of it. It was. I heard it was rough. Rough. Yeah, it was rough. It caused um, me and my friend a lot of emotions. Just. <laughs> um, I will, I also like. I don't know. I'm not recommending it, but I'm also not right. Like I'm just like it's. It is what you think it would be. <laughs> um, but. It is divided. Um, I think that there are issues within the industry that they are trying to resolve, um, and there always will be. Like, I think just the worry of like sex trafficking and all of that. Um, and I know that the industry is actively trying to make sure that that is not involved or like a part of it. Um, and I, I personally always think that like, you know, 
do what you want as long as it's safe and like makes you feel like good and empowered um but like you know if you're in a situation where you don't feel safe like that would be something to reevaluate and like take a step back from and not participate in but um i it is divided but i generally i mean once again coming from portland where i think here like sex work is very much seen as like valid and work you know i feel like I sound naive saying that like it's accepted in the feminist community, but it may like I'd say also there is a very high chance that there is a group of feminists that do not agree with that. So it just depends. It really will vary person to person. Mm -hmm. I totally support it, um, but some people will have their reasons why, and it might just be like personal bias or like at a friend or something. But mm -hmm. yeah, like. So I think like I you know. Honestly, I've not talked to these people, so I don't have a good represent representation of their argument. What I thought it was is that some people think it is inherently derogatory. It can be. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on what type of porn you're watching, like, a lot of people that identify as feminists will probably watch queer or, like, women-directed porn, um, for the most part, because it just tends to not be as, like, aggressive um and has more i think like emotional connection integrated into all of that um and that's like also a generalization but um mm -hmm. i hear a lot of people that i talk about with it that they say they only watch female directed porn um so yeah i feel like i need new microphones because yeah how are we hearing that yeah i was gonna say i feel like i have super hearing right now the audience can probably hear it too that, that guy's probably like across the street. <laughs> it's because I'm attacking the frog. I was a cat for a second. I was just like trying to, well, because it sounded very echoey. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what, if I can do anything about that. Um, well, I imagine you must have some sort of opinions if you want to direct it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. So also will admit I have seen porn once. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe that shouldn't shock people based on the fact I was raised Catholic and was taught that porn was wrong and anything sexual was wrong. I was going to so. say, by like the Catholic definition, I feel like your whole Instagram page is pornography. It's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, I have like my visions of what I would want, you know, to create, um, but I don't really watch porn. So, like, I don't really have like the most educated. Um, you know, idea about all the different types and, you know, all the history behind that. Mm -hmm. Like, even watching that documentary, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, yeah, I think there's a reason. I, like, my Catholic guilt is, like, interfering with this, you know? So. I haven't seen that documentary either. I'd like to watch it, um, especially now that I'm thinking I wanted to take a chill day today, this evening. Mm -hmm. But um, Pornhub like kind of presents themselves as a very progressive company, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you would think that, now now I'm worried that the documentary is like, oh, behind closed doors, it's evil. Yeah, that's is exactly that, what is it that is. that what it is? Yeah, mm -hmm. and like, you know, I, we didn't finish it and I really, I really was like, whatever, it, you know, I can figure out what the rest of this is. Um, but, you know, it was, 
It was emotionally just very heavy. <laughs> so. Oh, no. Well, I feel like this has all gotten very heavy. Um, but I did have more fun questions on here, I promise. Fun questions. Fun questions, yeah, for instance. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 I, you're fine. I imagine a lot of the people out there, uh, this is for everybody. So, Leanne, as a service to all of my thousands of viewers, 50, um, how do we take better nudes for our loved ones? Just like. You got some tips? Yes, um, specifically for like just people that I, you know, are, that identify as male. I think like women. I oh, know everybody. Uh, no, I know, but like. Oh, you think I, that you're coming after the people who are yes, identifying males here. Yes, because the percentage of nudes I've seen <laughs> just like, you know, split. Like if I'm seeing my friends nudes that are like that identify as women like I'm like wow these are so artistic and so well thought out and like I'm sure you took hundreds of photos just to get this shot whereas like I see nudes that like men have taken and I'm like oh <laughs> like this is just like really jarring <laughs> um a lot of it is the fact that like you're like you usually are too close to the camera like you want to it's almost like you're creating a set. Like, you're like, I'm gonna take nudes. Okay, so I need to figure out what I want my background to be, what my lighting to be. Um, yeah, I don't think most men think about this. Exactly. But like, I can guarantee you, like, <laughs> personally also, like, I, it, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. Like, I, last time I took nudes, like, I stacked my, like, my space heater on top of, like, a box and then like my mirror behind it to prop my phone up. Mm -hmm. And then like turned on like this like reddish purple lighting. And I was like, okay, this is great. Um, <laughs> and then just the self timer is your best friend. Like I would definitely not take nudes if you don't have enough light in the room. Um, natural light is always gonna do you justice, which is hard because like most people are like not always horny in the middle of the day, but um, <laughs> but like, you know, you could take them beforehand if you're trying to make them like super nice and do it while there's daylight out and um, use a self timer, get an editing app. Don't make it look like the Instagram filters because those look stupid, but like make it look like you just took like a film photo or like you're trying to make it like a renaissance painting. Like I always am like, just make it look like a renaissance painting. Like that's what you really <laughs> want. You want to look like a sculpture. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Chiseled from bronze. Yeah, and so you don't just like want these weird angles from like under someone's ball sack or like <laughs> wherever the fuck they're going to, you know? <laughs> so uh, I think, mm -hmm. you know, like far, far away and like a lot of, I've heard actually my friend who takes these photos puts it on a video and then just screenshots it in the video when she thinks she looks the best. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like a tactic is just like starting a video and just kind of like doing whatever and then just ending it and taking screenshots from the video, which will lower the pixel count. So like it will make the photo kind of more blurry, but like you still have a lot more freedom in the way that like you can screenshot wherever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> I will say not as, um P.S. If this is one that the familia is listening to, <laughs> um, has having received some photos from partners, I don't think the first thing I look at is the background. Well, no. yeah, you just don't want like stuff in there that you wouldn't like. Oh God, like you know, like your leftover chips and salsa in the back, or like you know, like your 
don't no, know the, the chips fuck. and salsa belong in the front. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything. Like, it could be like a childhood photo of you, like as a kid, or like you know, there's just things you don't want in your photo, like because mm. it just throws it off. You know, like if I see a nude of someone and I can see a picture of them as a kid, I'm like, okay, this is just getting a little. Is weird. that a common issue? I don't think it's a common one, but it definitely isn't something people are thinking about. I think because, like, you know, you see all those memes where it's like someone took this nude and like this is in the background, and it's like, <laughs> oh dear God, why? Um, yeah, or like, you know, anything that you wouldn't. Not that it's distracting. I haven't seen these memes, but as somebody who follows you, I would appreciate if you posted these memes. <laughs> that way we could all see. If I find one soon, I'll send you one. <laughs> it's like bad nude spotlight. They exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we got tips on on taking better nudes. What is what is the worst one that you've seen? So, oh. <laughs> oh, there's just. The thing is, like, I think there's moments where people might be proud of a photo that, like, is actually cringy. Um, and most of them are just terrible dick pics. Um, also, just anything that's, like, not consensual or, like, if no one's asked for it, it's just, like, thrown out there. That's just really uncomfortable. I mean, I'd say most of the time it's, it's any time that it's not wanted. And anytime that it's like just straight up like that Bo Burnham song where he's talking about like he, I don't even know if you're talking, you know what I'm talking about. I know who Bo Burnham is. But he has this song about like taking a picture of his dick like in the middle of the dark with a flash on. <laughs> and he, and like he compares it to, I think like a deer in the headlights or something or like it, something along those lines. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what it looks like is like your dick looks afraid. You know, like, afraid. Oh no! Because it's like in the dark, and it's just this flash, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this took you maybe one or two tries, but like, I'm over here working my ass off trying to take this nude. Like, I've probably taken 25, and I still hate all of them, and you've taken one. <laughs> you know, and it's more so like I'm just like offended mm -hmm. by the fact that people just don't put effort into it. I'm like, I'm trying to look super hot over here, and you just sent me this shit, and I'm like, that's not gonna turn me on. I'm be like, oh wow. I, yeah, that's a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to see the whole person. All of them. It all matters. It all matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to see your face. I want to see your body. I don't just want to see your dick. Like, I want to see all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've noticed that when we have the, the good and the bad, there's been, it sounds like most, mostly men are taking the bad pictures. I don't want to jump to conclusions. I mean, yes. I don't think I've ever seen, like, no one that I'm friends with that, like, is a, you know, like, just, girls just send each other their nudes. That's just something they do. Because they're like, look at this, I took this. Like, and then everyone's like, wow, you look so great. You look so hot. Like, that's just, like, a normal thing amongst group chats. Um, but, like, I'm not like, oh, God, that's not a good one. Like, most of the time, I'm just like, holy shit, my friends are beautiful. <laughs> they probably are. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, I was just thinking, I have taken pictures of Leanne, not, not of the nude variety. <laughs> They're on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> They're LinkedIn, like, portraits. LinkedIn portraits. They were very nice. Um, Leanne is very supportive when she takes pictures, and I think, like, you've gotten kind of good, in general, about photographing people from, like, maybe even the psychological side of things, oh, you know. Thank you. <laughs> that makes me feel great. I always want people to feel comfortable um, and just, like, 
because it's not easy like the subject's always going to feel like a little bit like stressed out because you're like oh god like i'm so aware of the fact that i'm like in a human body right now and they're just like overthinking it and i always want to make sure i just can like calm someone down and like take them out of that headspace where they're so aware of how they look just like just be yourself like you know and just try and ease <laughs> you sound like a doctor when you say subjects Oh, <laughs> clients. <laughs> but it's okay. Do you think most of your subjects are a little nervous? I think most people are. Mm -hmm. Rarely do I get someone that like is in front of my camera that's just completely comfortable right off the bat unless they are used to being photographed or in front of a camera all the time. And that's not very common. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, um... I was going to ask about, I have something that says famous people, quotation marks, because I do know you um, were doing like some sort of competition for a tattoo thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so my friend, uh, who's a tattoo artist, they're very talented. Um, they were nominated to be on the cover of Inked Magazine, and they were in this competition um, and asked me to take photos of them for the website that people vote on. The tattoo artist or the tattooed person? The tattoo artist that is fully covered in tattoos by other mm. people um and so yeah we i took photos of them and they were in this competition and they got pretty far um and the most recent round that just um ended they you know we, they didn't make it to first place but it was okay like they think they, they seemed to state that they were a little stressed out by it and it was really overwhelming and just taking up a lot of their time so yeah it just was glad just, it's over they were glad it was over. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. You know, they did a great job, um, and everyone was super proud of them. But <laughs> but I, I do remember you mentioning that your work does bring you around famous people. Not necessarily what most of the audience would think are famous, but people mm -hmm. who have like large followings in the community. Yeah, Instagram, yeah, Instagram followings. Um, I would say most of the time, that's pretty rare for me. Like, I, I don't really... I work with a lot of people that are just like my day-to-day -day friends or acquaintances um mm -hmm. people i know from high school or like grade school or a friend of a friend but i don't think there's anyone that i've ever photographed that i would consider like quote like instagram famous um there might be like one or two but um i w i I don't know. I don't think they would call themselves famous either. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't think they would refer to themselves that way. Do they like make their money off Instagram or do they have day jobs? Both of them have. Uh, so one is the tattoo artist and the other one um, wrote their own book and um, is That's very big cool. in like the witchcraft community. Um, but I would say that like, I don't know how they would like identify, but I don't think they would they would call themselves Instagram famous. Because I feel like, yeah, I, if I think about anyone that's Instagram famous, they are people that can get away with posting whatever they want and not be shadow banned and not be flagged for it, mm. you know? Um, and so far, I feel like I haven't photographed anyone that like has had that following but maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, you can do Joe Biden's nudes, I'm sure. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Why not? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, okay, bringing it back to sailing at the end. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Would you I go did. again? I would go again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
I think I just need to make sure I stay super warm. But other than that, like, I was fine. It was pretty cold that day we went. So it was like, pretty cold. But, yeah, like, was... my only issue was my nose was running the whole time. Other than that, I was totally having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always fun to have people. Um, is, yeah. there, is there anything you want to say about your profession that I have not asked you that, about yet? Oh, gosh. Um, I just encourage everyone to get photos taken of them while they... It doesn't... You don't have to be, you know, like, you don't have to lose weight. You don't have to be young. Like, just while you're alive and feeling yourself, like, if you have a month where you just have a boost of confidence, I, like, always encourage people to, you know, go out and take, like, the opportunity to get photos done because... Mm -hmm. It can be really um, rewarding and like boost your confidence and see yourself in a way that you maybe you didn't see yourself last week. And my favorite thing um, that my clients have told me is like, I haven't felt this good in a while. And like, I just, after seeing these photos, I feel really beautiful again, which makes me very happy. So I always think people should do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's super rewarding. And I should mention, Leanne spends a lot of time editing the photos <laughs> and like the lighting and stuff. I see her doing it all the time, almost every day. Yes, that has been my constant, <laughs> constant thing for the past couple of weeks. Uh -huh. But like, it's, it's nice, you know, mm -hmm. I do enjoy doing it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, um, being that you're shadow banned and all, we better get your, your screen name proper for all the oh people my goodness. out there. <laughs> How can people find you, despite Mark Zuck's best intentions? Um, my Instagram handle is lilac underscore Leanners, with an S at the end. Um, and it should be a little picture of like a silhouette of a person. Um, and a bunch of naked people on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep, they're all beautiful. Um, I will say, to spell it, lilac, like the flower, underscore Leanners is L-E-A-N-N-E-R-S. And I'm very grateful that she's got some time to join me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>